Oh yeah. It's that cutter. Yeet. Sing it. On the waves, busy making my own waves, baby. Baby, I'm running away. Busy making my ways, baby. Sipping on my away, baby. Sipping on my away, baby. Sipping on my away, baby. Sipping on my away. Alrighty. What is good, folks? Might let this play a little bit more. Get to the hook. Here we go. It's my favorite part right here. Mm -hmm. Alright. And we'll turn that sucker down a little bit here. This is your host, Mario Caballero, back once again. This is the Puro Caballero Show, episode 22. It's been a little bit of a hiatus, a little longer than normal. I know I've been busy slash lazy during the week, so... I'm getting back to you a little later than I normally would. Today is Friday, May the 4th. And may the 4th be with you. Uh, to all my Star Wars heads and all the like, we're going to give you try to give you a little bit of an abbreviated episode today just because, um, yeah, I'm on my lunch break right now. We're currently in the mall across the street for where I work in the parking lot. So if you see cars, or uh, hear cars uh, honking, alarms, door slamming, you'll know why. Uh, yeah, just had to get a little secluded area because, uh, you know, shit happens. And we're just doing it on the fly. We're doing it moving because that's, that's, how, that's how it's got to be, man. Just got to be able to make them adjustments when necessary. Once again, this is your boy. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. At Puro Caballero, P U R O C A B A L L E R O. It's also fucking 90 degrees outside, so it's hot as shit. So I gotta crack my window, otherwise, we, the acoustics would be a little bit better in here. So I will apologize ahead of time for any uh, weirdness that goes on um, during this podcast. We're gonna try to make this one short and quick, maybe like 30, 40 minutes at the latest, and just kind of roll through some of the things, keep you updated on what's going on in my life, and uh, the world of uh, professional sports as well and uh, we'll talk some NBA we'll get into my past weekend and the like uh, let's see just gotta change this display thing on my phone so I can look at my notes perfect okay All right this is uh, your boy once again Mario Caballero aka the Zurid Zapata the asthmatic Aztec the boss with the birria, aka Albert the Pastor, the mestizo Michelangelo, and the like, etc., etc. Yeah, I guess first thing I wanted to say, we're in this parking lot location um, across from my work. Like I mentioned, there was some uh, disturbing news that happened yesterday, actually. Um, I should kind of be on my toes here a little bit, but there was uh, an elder lady, usually elder folk that live in this part of town there was an elder lady in her mercedes dlx uh glk uh suv 
and uh, there was some guy who they claimed to be quote unquote transient. It's like a new PC word for homeless, pretty much. So if you see that shit, that's what it means. Or like a hobo or bum, whatever colloquialism you want to use, go for it. Um, so, uh, cool. Paid my rent. I went through. That's awesome. Anyway, there was a lady that was in her car, and this guy came up to her and with a knife stabbed her in the chest and slit her throat man it was freaking gruesome details we were uh in the office yesterday and there was a bunch of helicopters flying above and this is not a part of town where you see a lot of helicopters because i've lived in other parts of towns where those shits are like fucking around all the time and it's just normal it's not another thing but um this time it was different it was uh, a lot different yeah so the helicopters were flying around just going all over the place and we were just wondering like what the heck's going on it was like police officer helicopters and then it was also news choppers that showed up later and then around four o'clock uh one of my co-workers basically did a google search and found out the news that this lady had been killed over here they found her body in the car and yeah they, they sent a video surveillance like they would check the video surveillance footages of the like the areas nearby and they found that this there's this one dude who was right rocking like atlanta falcons hat and uh apparently some other just like a ratty clothes or whatever and they found the dude like a few towns over a few miles away this morning apparently so they have him is a suspect uh is in custody now so hopefully they found the right guy but like initially when you thought of it it's just like man that'd be crazy someone slit in the throat and that, that seems a little bit more intense than just uh, a normal random killing kind of thing but that's just me maybe uh looking into that a little too much there's uh you know a lot to kind of you know pick apart there i guess um it's freaking getting hot i gotta turn this ac on a little bit uh like i said it's 90 degrees outside man it's freaking scorching so yeah that happened it's pretty crazy so just another reminder always protect yourself at all times keep that head on the swivel look around for the sketch folks and yeah try to um try to enjoy everything as much as you can because you never know what tomorrow's gonna bring you that uh, random hobo is gonna come out with a knife and stab you in the, in the fucking chest you just gotta fucking enjoy today because you don't know if that's gonna happen to you tomorrow so Sad news, kind of crazy, but just wanted to get that out there. Anyway, moving on. My past weekend, pretty fucking crazy, man. I got a chance to go to the Smokers Club Festival that they had down in Long Beach, right next to the Queen Mary out there. And that shit was, was pretty damn fun. Uh, ended up having to go solo because I had a couple friends that I wanted that wanted to go, or, eh, but they couldn't because they were busy or they had other things uh, that were going on. It was fun as hell, man. It was... Uh, there was a couple acts in particular that I was really excited to see. First off, let me say, as soon as you walk into that place, every motherfucker's lit off their ass. And it's just like an amazing feeling to be a part of it because like everyone's high as shit. So nobody's got to ask like, oh man, do I look too high? Do I, you know, try to be like low key about it? Like, nah, everyone's just like, fuck it. Like we're all in this together and we're all enjoying this shit. So that was pretty amazing. And it was, uh, amazing considering the fact that a lot of part of the other parts of the country it's like they would that shit would just not fly so california's fucking dope and i love that shit for it 
so shout out to all the other states that are MMJ states or that are rec, rec states also too. Because um, we're changing the game out here, son. It was uh, funny. There's so such a big cop presence and everything, and there was like, like no instances of like any uh, altercations or anything like that that transpired man everyone was chill everyone was just wanting to enjoy themselves it's like too much of an effort to go fucking have beef with some other people when you're fucking lit um you know what i mean that's more of like an alcohol type thing which there was alcohol at the at the, the place there was a uh, you know people were buying beers and cocktails and shit but not, not, no one was overdoing it because they had options and that's what uh that's what i think there so yeah i got to the first day I saw a good amount of acts, went back and forth. They had two different stages set up. Uh, the second day ended up just mostly staying on the main stage. I'll give you a quick breakdown here of uh, some of the acts that I saw. We'll, uh, mm, where is it? Here it is. Yeah, man. So Saturday ended up showing up around like mm, 1 o'clock-ish. A little closer. No, more more closer to like 2 I wanted to see ASAP 12 at 1, but I showed up too late, so um, ended up catching the middle to the end set of Currency, which was, was like one of my favorites. He was he was fun. Uh, the thing that sucked is I had to miss Smoke Dizza because he was on at the same exact time. They booked him the same, which is like fucked up. So I saw Currency, then I kind of just like chilled around, saw a little bit of Lil Skies. He's, he's alright. Definitely saw, saw me some uh, SOBRBE. I saw Boogie actually before that. Should go back up. Westside Boogie. He's a cool, cool rapper from out here. I think he's from Compton, Inglewood. Um, he's awesome. That's the second time I've seen him because he opened up for Mr. Carmack at one of his tour stops. So saw them. Um, let's see. Yeah, Boogie. Then we went to SOB. It was kind of disappointing, man, because I don't think a lot of people there like fuck with SOB or like really knew him, knew them that much. I think they're just waiting for anti and for fucking paramedic to drop. When paramedic dropped, there was a good amount of people up and moving and shit. But it was t- hard to tell because, like, everyone was just fucking just so, like, low-key and just, like, high as shit, too. That it's, like, not many people had energy in the crowd. <laughs> everyone was just like, oh, fuck, bro. He's performing? Damn, this is cool. That's a cool song. Shit. You know, like that joint? Dope, man. Dope. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of that vibe. Everyone was fucking, you know, chinky-eyed and shit. Just like red-eyed Jedi's out there. So saw some SOB. Saw a little bit of uh, Trippy Red. Um, at this point, what the hell was I doing? I think I was getting food and just chilling out. Um, Lil Pump. Saw a little bit of Lil Pump. I like that song, I Shine. That's a good one with Carnage. Um, even though Carnage overall is just like, yeah, he's get or miss. But uh, yeah, the couple little little, uh, little pump songs that I know, Gucci Gang, a couple others. Um, yeah, we got uh, Two Chains also. Man, he was he was cool. He was cool as well. I've seen him a good amount of times. Actually, the second time in a week that I saw Two Chains there, and that was a fun fun thing. After Two Chains, it went to uh, Schoolboy Q. And Schoolboy, he was funny, man. He was funny as hell on the mic, man. I, I like him as just like a, an individual, as a person, man. He's a funny dude. He, uh, <laughs> low-key talking shit to the crowd. Like, man, y'all motherfuckers are high as shit. Ain't no way I'm going to be doing your fucking weed songs and shit because y'all already high. I need to get y'all fucking pumped, man. I need to get y'all moving. So he was doing like a bunch of like more of his up-tempo stuff and like the more gangster feeling stuff. It's a cop car rolling around in the parking lot, making sure nobody gets 
uh, Merc today, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, sketch that they might stop me because I might be looking sketchy with this microphone here. Um, but nah, they didn't, so that's good news. And if they do, I'm recording it so y'all can't hear it for yourselves. Um, but yeah, no issues. Schoolboy Q was fucking, <laughs> fucking hilarious though. He was like, people were yelling at him to do like fucking, uh, bet I got some weed and shit. And he's like, fuck y'all, I ain't doing bet I got some weed. Y'all already fucking high as shit. <laughs> so, it's like, y'all fucking gonna pass out on my ass, dog. Like, I swear to God, I need to fucking get y'all up. So, that was really funny. I was, I was laughing. I was laughing pretty hard at that. But the showstopper for Saturday definitely was the final act. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. He came on and he did Cushion OJ with uh, uh, live drumming. And he had some backup singers too. So they actually filled in a little bit on some of the soul samples that he had on that, that mixtape. And that mixtape was so fire, dude. So fucking fire. It was uh, it's incredible. Uh, he was so good. He brought out a few acts. I think Big Sean stepped on stage when he was there. And also... There was um, Currency also we performed earlier in the day So they did a Glass House I want to say is the song um, Don't you Want to that ass in the glass house Don't you Yeah that song um, Wiz was awesome He was a lot better than expected And it was pretty funny too Because I've been seeing him doing like a lot of like workout Like videos and shit online He'd be like doing that t- kickboxing and shit And like the Wiz I know is fucking Real real thin like like it has like negative like muscle mass um on him but like this Wiz was a little bit more leaned out he's got a little little definitional tone man i see you getting in shape and shit we had a um rocking the like the wide open shirt with the buttons open in the front and so he had like uh he was all vibing and shit and it was uh um whatchamacallit flowing showing his abs and shit and i was like all right respect respect but uh, he was he was really good. That was really really fun. I was fucking lit off my ass for that shit. So fast forward to the next day. Oh no, actually rewind. Rewind. Fucking it was a mission for me to get back home because they had like they're supposed to have shuttles back to downtown Long Beach, but it was like ridiculous line. So I said fuck it, I'm just gonna you know walk with the crowd, not knowing where the extra like where we needed to walk. So it ended up finding out that we walked from like where the Queen Mary is docked. All the way to fucking downtown Long Beach, which is, like, over this bridge and shit. It was about, like, two miles, two, three miles. So I made that whole damn trek with, like, my feet busted, my back hurting, shoulders aching. Like, my calves were hurting and cramping up and shit. My my feet were hurting. Oh, man, it was bad. My phone had just died right before I left the venue, so I didn't have anywhere to charge it. And I didn't have a charger. I just had my little extra charger pack, but that one I had already used up all the power in it. So I, like, walked all the way found a 7-Eleven, tried to find a, you know, charger block to, to, to buy because I had the cable. They didn't have any there, so I had to go another couple miles just out to find another 7-Eleven, um, found that, bought the charger block, but then they didn't have a fucking cable outlet for me to, like, charge my phone. So I had to walk another mile to go to a fucking, like, Pizza Hut in the middle of nowhere. It, they, this was, like, about 1.30 when this happened. So, mind you, the, the venue closed at, like, 11, so I left the venue about 11, 11.30, and fucking no this was about 1 30 at this point it's already been two hours of just a fucking ordeal 
just me trying to figure this shit out, just slowly walking around everywhere. And then, so that happens. I go and find the Pizza Hut. It was closes at 2 a.m. It was 1.30 in the morning. They let me charge my phone there. I go and uh, call an Uber, and, like, I didn't get home till about, like, 2.30. So that was not fun. So I, I slept in as a result, and I fucking missed the underachievers. I missed Jid. Um... And I miss Juicy J too, Lil Zans, whatever. Um, um, the heck's he from? Anyway, so I miss Juicy J. I got in there like right as he was finishing up his last song, and then I, I went and saw Earl Sweatshirt right after that. Missed Ty Dolla Sign, but then after that I went, stayed around and saw Flatbush Zombies. They were fucking good, man. They were really, really good. I, f- I fucks with Flatbush real, real, real tough, real hard. They uh, they always bring the vibe, they always bring the energy, and they just they when they play palm trees that shit went crazy, and I was like jumping around going nuts there in the in the mosh pit and shit in the front, which I haven't done in a while, which was like it's kind of refreshing. Um, there were some dudes who fucking ate shit, and it was such a nice crowd that everybody helped everybody up because everyone's high as shit. See, it was just, it was just better people when you got your high, man. You're just more considerate of others and just like considerate of yourself over sometimes I'm too much but uh, I'd rather it be that way than the reverse so Flatbush played and then Isaiah Rashad stepped on stage he actually brought out Underachievers to perform a song or two and he brought out Jid to do Never which was the main reason I wanted to even see Jid because that song fucking slapped so hard but they didn't do the second half of the song where the fucking the, the beat breaks down and that shit just feels like fucking cold-blooded murder is about to just be committed that's the shit I fucking was really hoping for. But anyway, uh, I'll probably catch him another time. Jid is cool. Hopefully he sticks around a minute. Uh, he's got, he's a pretty talented dude. I really like Ed Ed and Eddie also. And uh, Division is another good song. His uh, his last, uh, Asa Luego is another good one too. I was listening to a lot of his shit prior. Uh, so yeah, so um, after Isaiah Rashad, he, he did his thing. Uh, helping rep TDE. One TDE had to do it each day, which is cool. And then, honestly, like, Mac Miller, his performance is cool, but I don't remember too, too much of it. I was kind of one of those, like, I was just getting through it just to get to Kid Cudi because that was the main reason I bought my damn ticket was to go see Cutters. And fucking Cutter delivered, man. I fucking love it. He was in the best mood I'd ever seen him as, like, a just, at, like, in person. He was just in. The, he, was, he looked like he was in a good spot. He was saying that he hadn't toured in a while, and that or he hadn't been performing his songs in a while. So he was just, you know, like it seemed like he was kind of testing the waters a little bit. But dude killed it, man. He had a very, very good set, and it's a very good change of pace off of the last time I saw him at like Rock the Bells back in like seven years ago, like 2011 and shit, uh, 2012, somewhere around there, six, seven years ago. And he just showed up drunk and forgetting his lyrics, and it was not the best time. So, anyway, it was uh, it was very good to see him in a very good place. Uh, I went and bought myself a, a T-shirt from like his tour from last year. Uh, that was pretty dope to commemorate commemorate the, the time. Oh man, he played a lot of his uh, his the hit hits pretty much, and some of the stuff that kind of just like gets lost in the shuffle in terms of his discography. He brought out uh, Chip the Ripper, which was awesome, and they did Higher, which is a, a fucking great song, and they, they did Just What I Am, excuse me, um, the, I need to smoke, who gonna help me down now, 
I wanna get high. Yeah, yeah that's my singing. That's my cutty impression. A A A. So yeah, they, they did that song. Let's see. He did. Uh, I wanna say. Cutty Zone. That's a good one. He played that one. And I think he did. Um, what else did he do? Obviously. Um, Ah, jeez. What else? I'm looking through. I think he did Rev of Ev. Yeah. Dump, da dump, dump. Do, 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 Yeah, he played that one. He played Marijuana, which is a good one. It's gonna be alright. It's gonna be okay. Let me alone. Pretty queen, but all in my blood. Oh, I need it. <laughs> we gonna take off. Yeah. Oh, marijuana. Smoke. Yeah, so that's the shit. Did that one. Uh, Mr. Rager, he played. Let's see. Um, play some good-ass songs, bro. Some good-ass songs, man. Just what I am, like I said. And then he played some of his new tracks, too. Frequency was, he was killing it. He opened it with Frequency, uh, the the, tie, the opening track on Passion, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, which is the last album. And he also did um, Surfing, and I want to say he did another one. Um, I think Baptized in Fire, the one with Travis Scott. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Uh, he's like, uh, he's like, you don't love Scott, you love and get it. Yeah. That's the fucking jam. So, he fucking killed it, man. I was so fucking hyped to see his shit. It was amazing. And I left very satisfied after seeing that on Sunday night. So, um, yeah, amazing weekend for concerts, for shows. And Cuddy and Wiz, both of them together, man. Uh, Back-to-back days was legit as fuck. Tell legit. As we move on. Speaking of uh, recording artists, good music, brethren, gotta address this topic, man. Kanye West on TMZ is going off, continuing to just like run his mouth and just. Uh, I don't think he's he's like taking too much thought into what he's saying, and he's just throwing shit out there, which is kind of his been his mo a bit, but it's he's going like a little bit too far, um, too far left in the phrase of the word. But he's going farther right in terms of what he's pro- pro- uh, proposing with a lot of his uh, ideas and things like that. And he's he's uh, he had comments about slavery be- being a choice, bro. Like, that shit was just, like, mind-boggling to me. I kind of get the idea of what he means in terms of being able to terse out and try to make an overarching statement and be applicable to everyone and everybody. But in order for you to kind of be... Uh, accepted by everyone you have to first be accepted by um, the smaller communities with, that you're within so your your, your lo- location your family friends your and then the next big ones obviously gender and race and those social constructs you have um, gender preferences as well and things like that so that's just traditionally how we you know view, tend to view things here in America um, and that has come from the top down, obviously brought along by, um, you know, whoever's dominated the land. And it's been white people in America for the last uh, 400 plus years or so. 
whatever, 1600s, 1700s, um, coming across. Um, so that has been like the overarching view of like, there's, cause there's like an us group and there's an out group. And for them, it, it created the, the us group as being like this, uh, idea of whiteness or being, um, you know, white and what have you. So, uh, it's tough for somebody to be like in a, uh, a member of a minority group and try to not accept those things because it makes the p- other people who are in that group feel like you're being sold, sold out and it feels like you're not. Uh, like one of us type of thing because um, like if you're the a member of the dominant group it it's you know um, much easier for you to just uh, try to not be cognizant or recognizing of these uh, different uh, social structures and constructs that have been implemented because they might not affect you as much Kanye at this point in his life is is in the upper tax bracket he's in the um, you know he's uh, he's he's earned his wealth and his millions and everything like that no doubt um very talented guy for sure it's just now he's at a point where he's um the everyday to day struggle that goes on about being black in america he might not necessarily be as privy to and he's also running around in circles of people who don't necessarily have the same viewpoints of the other people that may have come from the same neighborhoods that he did um so that's just my my opinion on that um I really like Van Latham's response to him because he made it pretty poignant and pretty upfront about it. And he was, uh, um, you know, he, he laid it all out there, man. It's You can't deny the facts and you can't deny the history. And it seems like Kanye just wanted to brush over things. And he's being a free thinker. And there's a difference between being a free thinker and a critical thinker, in my opinion. So, like, Kanye, he'll throw stuff out there and he won't necessarily rule anything out. However, he doesn't necessarily do the follow-up end of uh, actually going and, and discovering the truths of the matter of what he's uh, the situations that he presents or the ideas that he presents so I feel him in the terms of like uh, an idea standpoint it's just is the way he's executing it and the way he's going about it is not necessarily the 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 most direct and the the most appropriate manner and route for him to kind of accomplish what he wants to the message that he wants to get across because that's uh you know it's a tough little uh, tricky situation that you got to kind of, um, you know, deal with and all that. So <sighs> he just, he made it very hard for people to, to root for him and fuck with him, man. Like, honestly, because especially with a lot of people who have, like, fucked with him from, like, the beginning. There's a lot of Fairweather fans and stuff like that have, like, come through, you know, his career. And they just, they just want to hear the hits and all that stuff. There's other people who have actually, like, you know taking to heart what he's mentioned in like a lot of his uh his albums in terms of him feeling like he's been marginalized and um you know things like that he's he's mentioned and like touched on different social issues and aspects and things like that in his especially in his earlier albums um and it feels like he's kind of like rejected some of that notion and it's kind of like turned his back on uh some of his beliefs beforehand that's the assumption and uh um that's kind of the the vibe that uh we've uh kind of been getting from him which is unfortunate um but it is what it is so there's uh that whole scenario is just ongoing and i'm just gonna say fuck candace owens because that just she just said it looks like she says shit to just fucking say shit i don't know if she's like really about it about it like that or what have you but yeah man it's not everyone can agree on shit and we honestly we shouldn't agree on shit it's just disappointing when you have somebody on a big platform that is spewing these things and they don't necessarily they're not as uh, in tune with uh, a message that may be positive for 
the larger community is maybe thinking a little bit or acting as actions are maybe deemed as a little bit more selfish and what have you and he's like talking about he's trying to come out about how he got addicted to opioids after he got liposuction and all that stuff bro don't get fucking liposuction man just fucking go work out and try to like lose that weight that way naturally dude like you stop trying to take the easy kardashian route out of everything but i guess he's been indoctrinated to the fucking k-u-w-t-s uh whole tribe and, and what they do and shit so you know fucking speaking of which man tristan thompson fucking playboy bro going out there man and they fucking shunned his ass so that's a whole nother scenario so there's always some shit going on with the fucking kardashians and shit so like the fact that he's a part of that is just like it just intensifies everything so um yeah everyone's calling him and talking about he's in a sunken place and all that stuff and homie posted a picture of his fucking like his house or something like that and it fucking looked weird as shit it was like some i don't know it was is not not the house that I would necessarily like, but uh, teach their own, especially dude with money. So whatever, it, it happens. But uh, yeah, I ended up talking to an old friend of mine from high school about it, and I've noticed that like he's on he's on Twitter, and he, I noticed that he's been like uh, going about like um, promoting and liking certain things that I might not necessarily agree with. But we had a good discussion in terms of where I come from and my perspective and what he his messaging that he was trying to get across. I don't necessarily agree with him um, on a lot of the points that he has, but I think he can understand my reasoning and my logic, and I've kind of tried to lay it out there and try to be as uh, um, you know forthcoming and intelligent in my responses as possible and not try to, trying to take the emotion out of it, uh, which is like the most difficult thing you can fucking do when you're being on Twitter because it's just like, you know, you can just fucking rage tweet and shit like that and just fucking just do whatever you feel like. So that could be difficult from time to time. So... Um, yeah, so I think we had a good talk. I know you sent me this long-ass fucking Twitter thing like yesterday, but I haven't had a chance to take a look at it because I've been busy. So, yeah, this one, that's what what's up. Uh, ended up, I was going to maybe read it and respond to him yesterday, but I had a friend of mine who's in town, uh, my friend Nikhail from uh, Spokane, Washington. We went to college together. He's in town for the weekend. So I wanted to kick, kick it with him for a long time, but my sister's got a graduation. Shout out to my sister Marisa. Uh, you can follow her at Mari, M-A-R-I underscore Caballero, C-A-B-A-L-L-E-R-O 26. I think that's on Instagram, and I don't think she has a Twitter. So, yeah, give her a shout-out. Give her some love. She's graduating Azusa Pacific University this weekend. So I will be out there in Azusa where it'll be fucking 94 degrees tomorrow. So that shit's not going to be cool, literally and figuratively. But it'll be cool for my, being with my sister, hang out with some of my family members and stuff too. So that'll that'll be nice. Um, I'm excited for her. Um, she she did her classes in three and a half semesters, which is incredible. Um, or excuse me, three and a half years and uh, seven semesters. She beat me by a semester, so uh, now we gotta like pressure my little brother to do it in three years. <laughs> so that's kind of the the way we do things. We're all competitive and all that. So shout out to my baby sister Marisa. She's uh she's amazing and she's doing uh she's doing her damn thing so um shout out to her for sure so we'll transition here i know i got maybe about five ten minutes before my boss is probably gonna be pissed at and figuring out where the hell i'm at right now so we'll go over some sports news man nba playoffs this shit is so riveting to me the second round is when shit really heats up and gets going you only got eight teams left there's four series going on so you can really pay attention to everything that's happening so we'll start off with none other than 
Dude fucking led the squad in game seven against the Pacers, like, on Saturday or Sunday last week. Oh, man, just, like, torched them. Like, single-handedly kept the team alive um, in that series. LeBron, like, this playoffs has just been in God mode. And, like, he's just, as like, just say, like, in the past, you would see him, like, frustrated for, like, for needing to be in that, be out his teammates. But I think now he kind of just, like, fuck it. I'm doing this. And I think that some of that is kind of uh, in his mind of, like, you know, I don't have to necessarily put effort into these relationships because I'm not sure if I'm going to be here. And I, in my, that's in my opinion what the vibe that I've been getting because it's him and it's like his like cast of misfits um besides maybe Kevin Love and yesterday's game game two finally got a 30 point game 30 and 10 game which was really really solid it's what they needed but uh, anyway going back here we got LeBron game seven just killed the Pacers killed them off and then 48 hours later on Tuesday homeboy fucking does uh, work getting another triple double like 29 points uh, against the Raptors Raptors fucking just completely melted just down the stretch just had every single opportunity to make a shot I think they missed 15 out of 16 shots to like in the fourth quarter and into overtime they had like a 15 16 point lead that just disappeared like like nothing and they had they had a couple possessions where they, they had those like you get three shots at the bucket. You miss You miss the first one, grab the rebound. Miss the second one, grab the rebound. Miss the third one. Other team gets the board. They had like two or three sequences like that. Jonas Valanciunas missed like seven layups, man. I, I, was, I was so disappointed in the Raptors. Like, you have home court advantage. Freaking Drake's there pumping you guys' ass up and like all that shit. Like, talking smack on the sideline. And the team, man, just doesn't have a just fucking gutless, man. They just they need somebody to, to have that emotional just like, I'm, you know, fuck it. We're doing this. Like attitude and I don't know if they have that necessarily Lowry every single year he just like disappears in the playoffs and just doesn't doesn't do what he needs to uh, his numbers always drop especially in the fourth quarters he just looks timid and passive as fuck when in the regular season he, he'll pull up on anybody um, he's just he's not looking to shoot the only dude who's looking to shoot was Fred Van Vliet and that dude had a, a busted shoulder during that game and uh I don't know why they ran plays. They, he ended up, like, taking a couple key shots for them that both missed in overtime and in the fourth quarter. And, man, baby fucking dinosaurs just blowing it again. And then game two yesterday, freaking Braun unleashes, like, one of his GOAT performances. Fucking unreal, man. He had, like, 43 points or something like that. And, like, 14 assists and, like, eight boards. Like, what? These are, like, video game numbers, man. You can't even you can't even get that many possessions in a video game to do that that damage, man. It was, it was insane. So, fucking crazy. He was hitting these, like, mid-range jumpers that, like, nobody could stop. Fadeaways, just every single type. Off the dribble fadeaways, like, off the dribble with the screen. Weaving in around defenders and going around the free throw line fadeaways. Fadeaways from the post off his left shoulder. Fadeaways from the post from his right shoulder. Fadeaways from the, the free throw line area. Like, everything. He had one where he took the Rosen from the three-point line on the wing. Everybody on the other side of the court. He fucking cleared it out. He dribbled him all the way into the key, into the, the block. And then ended up still fading all the way. It ended up being like a 20, 25-foot, uh, like, when he landed. So I was just like, what the hell, man? Like, how are you going to stop that? How does he fucking... He starts in the on the block, ends up at the fucking three-point line, 
uh, by the time he lands, like, how the fuck are you going to contest that shit? And it's just a rainbow arc and woo, and just fucking just drops like net cash money. Like you can't do anything with that, man. He's just, he's unreal. And people need to fucking just bow down to his gratefulness because his shit is fucking amazing. His greatness is just, his aura is incredible. Minus the fucking hairline, obviously. Everything else besides that dude is like perfect. You can't, you can't knock him. The only thing you can knock him is that goddamn hair, man. He just needs to, needs to let it go. Needs to let it go. It's not getting any better. But yeah. Also, Curry came back for the Warriors against the uh, the Pelicans. And boy, oh fucking boy. That dude took damn near two months off. He played one game in 59 days. And then just still came in off the bench. Just freaking... Dropping flames, man. Just thirty footers, just like nothing. I like the one thing they always tell people is like your legs are always the toughest thing to get back when you're, especially on the lower leg injury, and your jumper tends to be a little bit off because it primarily involves you know the motor functions of your legs and the you know the pushing, pushing off and and uh, you know getting generating the power up through your your wrist when you're you're releasing the the shot over your head, and. Uh, with your follow through and he was just it didn't even matter he was just still just flicking them up there flicking them up there just just wet just wet off of screens like like nothing so anytime he's in the game it's just a fucking cheat code because you got to pick him up at the goddamn half court because he can fucking pull up on you from 35 feet so it's just it, what he does is just like it's unreal it's unreal so they're unstoppable with him and with Durant because it's just like you end up getting like so many mismatches and there's ends up like layups and wide open threes every single time because everybody's spread out on the court and nobody can help side defense play help side. So we'll move on. How about them young Celtics though? Dude, I'm really impressed. Terry Rozier is, is, is like that dude just doesn't give any fucks. He just he does his thing. And I like that. You need to have guys like that, especially when you're depleted. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown came back from injury. And that dude is just balling. That dude is still very fucking talented. He's going to be really good in the next two to three years. And then Jason Tatum also, man. Tatum had a nasty alley-oop yesterday against the Sixers, which ended up being a very close game, which was surprising because the Sixers came out on top. They were up by, like, 22, 24 points in, like, the first, second quarter. And eventually they just, like, slowly chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And they made they went on, like, a crazy, like, 18 to 6 run at one point and they were just keep they kept chipping away the whole second and third quarters was mostly Celtics took them about a quarter and a half to actually retake the lead but then in the third and fourth it was back and forth and there was one point where this the Sixers had a lead and freaking this this fucking guy Kevin Hart jumping up and down laughing like uh hoorahing and all that shit and uh um man he was like going crazy and talking shit to like some other fans that are there mind you the game is in boston too so he's not like a road fan sitting courtside which is like you're like fuck if you're like a boston fan you're like who the fuck sell this guy's ticket but that shit must have been karma man because the uh celtics brought it to them to, to finish out the game and the sixers had a couple chances to stop him and Embiid got blown by out by uh al horford just blew by him for a layup to basically seal it at the end uh, watch some of that highlights, but uh, yeah, man, I think that bad karma really, really rubbed off on him. So we'll move on to the Rockets Jazz series, which is actually tied at one to one, which is crazy. First game, the Rockets looked out uh, outstanding, just coming out, just running, gunning, just knocking down threes. Every look that they had looked was like wide open. It seemed like there wasn't like defenders anywhere near them, and the Jazz probably looked like they were outmatched and it was going to be too much for them uh, without Rubio, especially. But man, game two. 
it was a flip of the switch because the Rockets, it looked like they came out a little too cocky and they were like almost expecting to win. And anytime you're in that kind of mind frame, you're leaving yourself open for the other team to just come back and just take it from you. So that's kind of what happened there. The Jazz really pieced it all together. They had really good contributions from a lot of their players. Dante Exum finally showed up off the bench for them, uh, gave them really good minutes, had a really nasty dunk too. And it was playing aggressive, which you don't necessarily see from him all the time from game to game. You had uh, Alec Burks coming in off the bench. Also, same thing, was attacking the rim, hitting some shots. So they need that from a guy like him who they invested a first-round draft pick a few years ago in. And he hasn't really developed like they needed him to. But he played well, uh, did his thing. Uh, Rudy Gobert uh, controlled the paint and got a lot of rebounds. Had some really good blocks and definitely altered some shots around the, uh, the hoop. Outplayed Clint Capella in the second game. I would say Clint outplayed him in the first. That might be the big, one of the bigger keys to watch out for. Um, you know, see who's dominating inside better because both teams play. Now they're kind of playing in a little similar style where it's one guy out, four, four guy, one guy in, four guys out, and so uh, you're really relying upon that one center to kind of make up for like in the past would have been your center and your power forward helping out on defense so um they both kind of play the same similar way just the dive guys that uh you know dunk and layups uh type type players with high field goal percentages but uh, they don't necessarily shoot the ball well or dribble so uh but they're huge and they're athletic and they can block shots and gobert's wingspan is unreal man um so that happened joe ingles i gotta give him the biggest of shout outs the freaking aussie from down under just like Lighting it up, man. He was seven to nine from three point three point line. When I was watching the game, it looked like that motherfucker just did never missed. He never missed in that game. It was just like every single time, splapper, blapper, blapper, like cash money, like left and right, just everywhere. So he was killing it. And then obviously Donovan Mitchell, the rookie, is just he's got such a load on his shoulders, man. I like honestly can't believe he's even like stepping up to the plate as well as he's done. He had a bit of a struggle game shooting the ball, but. He had he did a good job dis, uh, distributing it and creating for others and you know driving and kicking and doing things like that. So he did very well on uh, in that aspect of uh, of the game. So uh, he also highlight reel putback dunk that I've never really seen this sequence before. Dribbling off from the left side of the wing, he did, took a euro step, uh, left foot, and then pivoted with his right foot to go uh try to go around the guy the defender kind of was right there in front of him and moved his feet well so he had to take up a, a four shot shot it short at the rim gathered not even a half a second and then bounced again up and just over two defenders cocked it with one hand and then bam just brought the rim home man it was insane like the double jump action that he has that you like there's not too many athletes in the nba that have that skill set right there especially a dude who's six three who could just fly like that like it was incredible man so donovan mitchell is a fucking he's gonna be he's gonna be a problem a big big problem moving into the future so uh yeah that's uh kind of my little quick recap here i will wrap this thing up because i gotta get back to work so in any event, um, just once again, everybody follow along on SoundCloud. That's where this originally gets posted to. It also get link, gets linked out to iTunes, so you can follow us along there, as well as Google Play, Stitcher. I know they were sending me an email about they're having some problems with the app, so hopefully they've fixed all that stuff now. 
if you are a fan on Stitcher. So you can go ahead and follow me there. And then also tune in radio. If you have a subscription, you can also find my podcast there as well. This is the Puro Caballero Show, episode number 22, signing off. Um, hope all y'all have a good ass fucking weekend. Appreciate today and stay safe, motherfuckers. Yeet.